Welcome to Peter's Podcast, where we talk about real yoga, actual happiness, and deep living. Thanks for joining me. Namaste. The last time I came to you was from the paradise of Western Australia, where we were um, doing training and uh, spent time in Bali before that. And I've come home to New York, and like most of us, we find ourselves in a completely different world. And I wanted to um, provide a meditation today for us to do, but first I wanted to talk a little bit about the viral pandemic that we're facing and to uh, provide maybe a little perspective. I know a lot of people, um, myself and my own family included, um, reasonably anxious about what's going on. And uh, day by day, we've been finding ourselves more and more isolated from our typical lives. So um, I think that one of the things that we can do right now is to maintain our, our practice so that we continue to check in with that part of us that is the most overarching, the most um, connected with ourselves at our essence so that we remember that the, the flings and arrows of outrageous fortune as Shakespeare, I think I'm not misquoting him, uh, slings and arrows, yeah? Um, you know, they're not all that we are and by nature those things are gonna be up and down and we're in a big down or up depending on how you wanna see it. I was just speaking with my sister this morning who was uh, saying that it's it's, making her think that, you know, we have to be thankful for what we have. And I, um, I complimented that by saying, I think it's also a good reminder that we have to be serving others. We have to be taking care of each other and not just in the, this time of dire need, but we have to be thinking always about how we are here to be a part of a whole and to bring that, not just in our meditation, but to come back into our living and recognize that, oh, right, that's part of living too, that we have to feel the oneness that we all share and and act accordingly. And I think that would get us all to be, you know, doing the kinds of things, even at a government level that would be planning and preparing and thinking about who's hurting and who, who can we help and how. So um, it's not that these things are good or bad, although in every moment that we feel discomfort, they feel beyond bad. And right now is one of those times where it's really hard to see this as anything but bad. Um, But that's just the nature of nature, you know? When things are really great, sometimes they're not so great for some people too. So, it's just that uh, that you know taking things as they are what they are. So anywho, I wanted to share though one of the things that's been keeping me sane and one of the things I've been trying to advise people, which is to keep checking in on 
what it is that you can actually do in a moment and not be always shifting out into the big picture of how horrible things are, but to take what's in front of you right now and say, what can you do? So obviously we know all the good stuff, you know, if you can pause the podcast right now and go wash your hands. So, you know, but it's, it's so stupid, but it's so true that one of the best things you can do for yourself is to just observe simple practices of cleaning the areas in front of you and sanitizing when you come in from outside, if you've touched anything, clean up. All right. Um, a little bit um, bigger than that, you know, every jurisdiction is working because there's not a big coordinated effort and we won't get into the politics of that, but um, every jurisdiction is working on their own kinds of things of what you should be doing and what they are doing. And they're coordinating um, with even what um, financially might be going on. So um, there was a podcast with um, the New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio on the Brian Lehrer show. So uh, that's a place if you're in New York and um, you don't listen to that or you don't listen to Brian Lehrer's radio show on WNYC, there was a very good episode of that Friday morning, uh, I believe we're the 13th of March, Friday the 13th. Uh, one of the things that the mayor said was that if you're sick and you're not getting good answers from your own doctor, you can call 311 for guidance in New York City. Um, right now, the protocol in New York City, if you feel sick, um, there are prioritization for um, the COVID testing. If you have an immediate connection with someone who has been uh, shown to be positive for the virus. If you've been to one of the countries of high concern, like China or Iran or Italy, if you're over 50 and you have a pre-existing condition like respiratory illness, cancer, or a compromised immune system, uh, those are considered priority for getting tested. But generally the protocol in the city is that if you're sick with flu-like symptoms or cold-like symptoms or COVID-like systems, um, you can simply wait a few days safely to see how you're feeling. And if the symptoms don't go away in a few days, you can try to check in with your doctor or call 311 if you can't get good answers from your doctor. And they will do a test called uh, BioFire, which tests for 26 typical illnesses that we tend to get around this time of year. Uh, so that is a way to rule out everything else that your illness might be. And if you're not positive for any of those 26 illnesses, which you would probably want to know if you had one of those anyway, so it's a good test to take, um, then you would be in a priority situation for getting tested for the coronavirus. And um, so that, that would follow the city's protocol and your, your doctor or institution or an emergency room would be up on all of that protocol. So that's that. But then even if you, you know, there's this fear and panic factor that are good to take into account. Um, and one of those is, one, if you have children or you're concerned about children, children don't seem to be getting as ill with this illness. So that's something you know, a blessing there. Um, but 
for people who are uh, not resolving their illness, and it does turn out to be the COVID virus, 80% of the people who've been diagnosed with that have been basically going home because there isn't any particular treatment except to ride it out. So they're going home, riding it out, and are fine after having like the kind of recovery you would have from having the flu. So they have, you know, um, a complete recovery basically. And so there's a minimal impact from having this virus. That's in 80% of the cases. Of the other 20%, um, it may be a tougher recovery, but still most of those people are also coming through with a complete recovery. It's uh, really only those who are most aged with pre-existing health concerns who are at the, the most at risk. And, um, you know, to complement this data from the mayor, I also heard uh, Dr. Jessica Justman, a professor of epidemiology at Columbia uh, earlier in the week, say that even for people who are more at risk, more of these like 20% cases, the caliber of supporting care, a supportive care for, you know, um, the sort of side complications of the illness that we have available today will be able to help many of those higher risk cases to deal with their challenges as well as well. So even though it's scary and it's new and this, this news about it being so much everywhere in increasing numbers, the illness itself is not so drastic, even though there, there is a, a risk to it. So it's not something to be ignored or something to be taken lightly or something to be cavalier about in terms of trying to prevent yourself from getting it. So doing everything that you can do and remembering, you know, sort of to check in and see what's the latest without obsessing about it and remembering that the illness is for 80% of the people who get it, it's going to be like having the flu. You know, these are all things I think that can help us to stay graceful as we confront what are going to be challenges on all kinds of other fronts. Um, many of the people I know are in kind of the gig economy. Um, the mayor was saying that for people who have businesses, the city is providing um, grants. If you have a small business for uh, like a, a legitimate small business that is in, in a corporate structure, um, there are loans for larger small businesses um, as opposed to grants for very small small businesses. And um, the mayor is watching to see what the federal government is putting together in terms of assistance for people in general. So anyone who's involved in the gig economy doesn't have a lot of uh, resources or, or ability to sort of you know, draw down on funds saved, et cetera, or get paid anyway, like on a sick leave situation. Um, those kinds of things are, are definitely in the minds of government officials right now. So we can keep our ears open um, for what's coming up with that and keep our anxiety around that to a minimum. All right. So um, at Ishta Yoga, we're going to be streaming some classes over the coming weeks. So even if you can't get to class, uh, well, you can't get to class because the studio is closed, but if your place where you usually do yoga isn't um, holding classes, 
Uh, we're going to be streaming some live classes, so you can check in at the ishtayoga.com website and um, carry on with your own practice at home. All right. So um, after this little pause, I'm going to lead a meditation. Um, and I wish you well. And you can always check in with me either on social media, at Peter Furco, or at Peter Furco Author, if you're on Facebook. It's the second place to reach me on Facebook. And uh, you can also write me at peterspodcast108 at gmail.com, especially if you'd like to set something up to chat with me online. All right? Great. We'll be right back. Come into a comfortable seated position. Take your palms together in front of the heart center. And this gesture of Namaskar, the Anjali Mudra, is the representation of moving from the world of duality into the one of oneness. So that we're moving from the place of what we're dealing with in the world to taking the pause that lets us tap into our own genius, our own source of inspiration and insight, our connection with Atman, to use the Sanskrit. So from here, let your hands rest back on your legs or on your knees, palms open to the sky. Join your index finger and thumb and let yourself rock in your seat a little bit forward and a little bit back so that you're moving ahead, moving behind. Symbolically moving ahead is like going into the future. Moving behind is like thinking about the past. We spend most of our time doing one of those things. And as we rock between those two places now, knowing that they're both about stories that we're either projecting or remembering, we're going to instead move into the present moment where we are simply where we are doing this. No need to change anything, do anything, fix anything, be other than as we are. So as you continue to rock forward and back and forward and back, Start to notice the center point, what feels like the center between being forward and being back. And slowly, like a pendulum coming to rest, let yourself settle in on that middle place where we're neither ahead in the future or behind in the past, but rather simply in the now. And from here, bring your focus into the heart center in the middle of your chest. If it's hard to know where that place is or what that is, we intuitively go to this place all the time whenever we say something like, I knew in my heart that that was the thing I should do, or I could feel it, or I could just sense that this was the thing. You can take your right hand, press the pad of the index finger and thumb together and set that 
in front of the heart center. This is an option, you don't have to do that. But as a way to maybe give a little more visceral sense of that location, you can place your fingers there. And then behind where your fingers are, or if you're not using your fingers, in the heart center, visualize a glow. And in that glow, we have our energy, the point of our focus. And when we next breathe in, let the light expand. When you next breathe out, let that light focus back in. And continue that so that now on every breath, you have a pulse of energy, outward and inward. And as this light projects outward as you inhale, you're bringing about the focus on what is outside of you, other. When you're breathing back so that the light is coming in, you're turning to yourself and what it is that you need and what it is that you are so that the pulse is literally a harmonizer, bringing into harmony what is outside of you and what you need to do about that and who you are and what you need to do to take care of that, creating the right relationship, a relationship that's based on truth and purity and rightness, the right thing to do in every circumstance. The Sanskrit name for this situation, this harmony is satyam. And you can add this into this visualization now so that as you're breathing in and the light is expanding, silently resonate sat. And as you're breathing out and that light is focusing back in, silently resonate yam, sat, yam. And just continue these two parts, letting yourself watch the light expand and the expansion can be to whatever degree it feels appropriate to you. It can be relatively small. It can be big, bigger than your body. It could be as big as the universe if that feels like the right relationship distance that you need to establish. But let it be something that brings you a sense of creating harmony and ease and balance and rightness in your relationships, including the relationship of yourself with what's going on in the world right now, yourself and what you're needing to adjust to, so that you have a sense of power over creating the right relationships, the right balance, the right way to take on the circumstances that you find yourself in. You can continue using this visualization and this mantra, satyam, for as long as it's helping you to feel calm. Ultimately though, we'd like to leave some time for feeling what it's like to let go 
within that state of feeling safe and quiet. So at whatever point you feel that sense of stability and ease, we'll let go and either let your focus remain in the heart center. And again, you can keep your fingers there in the Ahankara Mudra where the pad of the index finger and thumb are pressing together. Or you can allow your focus to move up into Ajna chakra, the midbrain point. And to focus there, it may be useful to tap that point that's just above where your eyebrows would come together up on the forehead. And tapping that point will help you to refocus up into the midbrain. And then you can stop tapping, let that hand return back down and just surrender there and let yourself be. And there may very well be thoughts that float around, concerns that come up. And just continue to let them be, but turn away from them. That's not the time to deal with them. Much as we do when we're going to sleep at night and we surrender, we let go. Nothing left to do today. I'm just going to let myself go to sleep. And instead, we'll just let ourselves be in this state of awareness. So I'm going to be quiet now and let you do that. I'll leave us for about 10 minutes and then come back to do a grounding that's designed to bring that calmness and inspiration back into your living.
stay in the meditative spot for just a moment longer. Now we'll bring the inspiration back into the headquarters of our own body that are related to different energies and actions that we take. As we move through them, just let your attention move in the direction from head down to your base, which will serve also to ground you and help you feel more stable after the meditation. Begin by bringing your finger of your right hand, perhaps the middle finger, anyone that feels comfortable. Touch the spot on your forehead that's just above where your eyebrows are. And intend that your meditation bring wisdom into your decision-making. Then repeat, either silently or you can say it aloud, HRIM, H-R-I-M. Repeat that three times. HRIM, HRIM, HRIM. With that same finger, touch your throat just below the Adam's apple. Intend for all aspects of your communication and expression to be filled with wisdom and inspiration. And then repeat, Aim, 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 Aim. Touch in the middle of your chest at the heart center, where we were focusing earlier, and intend for unconditional love to govern all your relationships, how you treat others and the world. And then repeat, Shrim, S-H-R-I-M, Shrim, Shrim, Shrim. Touch at the navel and intend for your cells to be filled with intelligence and your physical and mental activities to be optimal. And then repeat, Ram, 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 Ram. Touch at the lower abdomen just above the pubis. Intend a light that reveals the habits and patterns that keep you stuck and shows you the way through your karma. And then repeat, doom, 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 doom. Touch with your finger onto the pubic bone and intend wisdom and inspiration to bring you stability and prosperity. And then repeat, sham, 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 sham. And massage your legs from hip to knee around your knees, down your shins, down your feet. And then if you have the opportunity, you could lie down on your back in Shavasana and let your body rest 
taking five minutes to just let your muscles unwind and yourself integrate the experience of meditation. And when you're done with that, come back into your seat, let your palms come together in front of the heart center, bow your head and trust that the wisdom and insight that you have is enough to help you through the circumstances that you face in your living. Hariyom Om Tatsat. Have a lovely day. Thank you for being with me. Namaste. That's today's episode. Thanks a lot for listening to Peter's podcast. I hope that you find real yoga, actual happiness, and deep living through your practice. Please support me on Patreon, rate the podcast, and I'll see you next week. Namaste. Namaste.